Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Still morning. And um, glad to be able to share with you guys this morning. Okay, but first we're going to pray, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this beautiful day that you have given us. God, I know that it is a day that you have made especially for us, your children. And we are so grateful and we thank you, Lord, for that. God, your word tells us that wherever there are two or three gathered in your name, that you're in the midst. And I feel, and I'm sure these ladies feel your presence here this morning. I just ask you, God, that you just impart wisdom and understanding, God, as we, your children, navigate our way through the many different issues of life. Thank you for that, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, where do we start? <laughs> Now, I need somebody to remind me because I have a gift for you guys. I hope I have enough. If there are more than 20 people in here, I probably don't have enough. Can you guys hear me good? Yes. Okay. But if I don't have enough, I can always bring more, okay? And, and really, just in case you don't get anything out of what I'm going to talk about today, at least you'll leave with something, and that's the gift that I'm going to give you. <laughs> okay. But remind me, okay, because it's in my case, all right. So I have a question for you. Okay, and I want you to think about it. Um, have any of you ever in your life thought about going back, looking back, and maybe wishing that you had the opportunity maybe five or 10 years ago, or maybe even when you were a teenager, you, you wish that you could change some things in your life? You know, you, you, maybe you wish you had done things differently or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I think we all deal with that, you know what I mean? Because sometimes when things happen to us, you know, it happens spontaneously and we really may not know how uh, to handle something. So when we look back over our lives, we want to look back at some good stuff, right? You know, you don't always want to be looking back at sad memories or, you know, crying or, you know, things like that. So that's what we're going to try to do in this room today, create a, a new way. So when we look back five or ten years from now, we can look back on happy memories, okay? Now, over here, I have a folder, okay? And this folder is going to sort of represent things, okay, from our past, all right? So what we want to do, we all have stories from our past, okay? Some of them are painful, some of them are hurtful, okay? We could have maybe, let's see here we got here. We might have some shame, okay? Shame, we could possibly have some guilt in our past, okay? Or we might have, we'll do that one, things that may have caused, things that may have caused low self-esteem in our lives, okay? Or, what else do we have? Something that may have caused 
anxiety in our lives. All of this is thing, all of these are things in the past. And many of those things, ladies, can lead to depression. Okay, this is what we don't want to wind up here. Okay. Loss of interest in things, you know, you just don't want to do and you don't want to be around anybody. You know, things that have been hurtful from your, from your past. So, when we take a look back, these things that have been hurting us from the past, now we realize there's nothing too much we can do to change those things because they're in the past. But what we can do for moving forward is to create memories, holds a wholesome future. So when we do look back, we can be happy, okay? Now a little bit about myself, okay? I'm, my name is Barb. I'm married to Ben. Many of you may know him. He's that one man that sort of walks across the stage sometimes and sings. And uh, many people call me the mom of the worship leader, okay? Yeah, and uh, I have three adult children. Um, I have six very beautiful grandchildren. Okay, and um, I have um, am a graduate of uh, Spring Harbor University. All right, and the oh really? You too? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that part. <laughs> I never got to any football game. <laughs> But anyway, yes, uh, in the field of uh, family counseling, okay, that's what I've done basically throughout my life, and I've enjoyed it. And now I'm on staff here at RISE, okay, I've been here or working with Pastor Merle for, well, I'm coming up on five years, okay, and working with women. And I've heard lots of stories, okay, and we all have stories, all right, hurtful stories, painful stories, you know what I mean? But God doesn't expect us to just constantly live apart in that pain. We don't want to do that, okay? And God has given us many prescriptions in the Bible uh, as ways to move forward and get out of that pain, okay? I want you to know, ladies, that every single day, every single day of your life, every single day of my life, we are creating our past. Think about that, okay? Think about that. Every single day of our lives, we are creating our past. I mean, you were just in um, Res Kids there a few minutes ago listening to that wonderful praise and worship. That's already in your past, isn't it? It's already in your past. But yet your past does not have power over your future. And that's what God doesn't want us to, to, to allow us to do. If you have things in your past that you're sorry for, we repent, you know what I mean? Ask God for forgiveness, and we move forward. I've heard Joyce Meyer say many times, don't park in your pain. Just sit there and maul over it. <laughs> now here's something that, um, that happened to me when I was a freshman in college, okay, and, and it still bothers me. I mean, I think, still think about it today. Because, you know, we don't forget our past, do we? we? We learn how to place it where it's supposed to be, and we move forward. But I had just graduated from high school, okay, top of my class and stuff like that. 
and um, went off to college. It was my first time to be away from home. I had never gone to a summer camp, you know, like most folk do. But I had not done any of that stuff. Um, so this was my first time to be away from home. So my parents got me there. And I, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, okay? So I knew what was right. I had been taught what was right. Went to Sunday school, all right? But I got there and, you know, I had two roommates, all right? My first time experience living with other girls, all right? But they were a little forward. <laughs> okay, I was quiet, all right? Didn't talk very much. And it took me a little time, you know, to get to know and other girls. But I, I really wanted to fit in, okay? I, I, I mean, that was one of the things I had thought about the summer before, truly wanting to fit in when I got to college. I wanted to be somebody else, okay? So one Sunday night, uh, my roommates, my roommates did not like the girl that lived in the room next door, okay? For whatever reason. I didn't even know her. But because they didn't like her, I decided that I was not going to like her. And I had never met her, you know, but, but, but they had. So because I wanted to fit in, you know, trying hard to fit in, I went along with something that I shouldn't have. And I still think about it today. Uh, one Sunday night, they got a big pail and filled it up with water. And they just went out in the hallway. Okay, and I went with them. I was with them. And um, they just poured this water all under her door, and it just wet her entire floor. And whatever was on the floor was saturated. Okay, and I, I just, I remember even where I was standing. Okay, just, and I started enjoying it a little bit. And um, I, I felt bad, and I was enjoying it at the same time. I didn't understand those feelings. And I knew it was wrong. I knew that was wrong because of the way I had grown up, you know, when my parents had taught me. But, um, as I said, I did that, and there was nothing I could do to change it, but I hated myself because of it. I hated it. It stuck with me. And even today, I think about it. You know, I don't know what the girl did when she got back to her room, and I don't know what happened to her roommates because of it, but it didn't bother them. It bothered me. Yeah. But anyway, when I look back, I'm sorry for that. You know, and maybe I asked God to forgive me. I don't know. I was 18 years old. I don't remember that part. But now when I look back, I know I would never do that. I would never, ever do that because I, I, I know it was wrong. Um, but what I can't do, though, ladies, is allow my past to poison my future. I can't do that. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. The Apostle Paul tells us, as I mentioned earlier in, in uh, Philippians 13, to uh, forget those things that are behind. Ask God to forgive you, repent, and you have to move forward. Those things, and then reach forward and press forward for the future, and God will help us to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, it takes a lot of prayer, uh, and it takes uh, commitment to his word, but he wants us to press forward. Because if we hang on to those things, what are we going to do? We're going to pass them on down to our children, and we don't want to do that. We want to be able to live a life in front of our children that when we look back, we're going to be proud of. Okay? 
So whatever things may have crippled you in the past, don't part there. Don't allow it to be a stumbling block for your future, okay? It doesn't matter uh, what has happened to you, uh, but God does not want us to become a victim of, of our past for the rest of our lives. Just as Jesus healed people of their pain in the New Testament, he heals today. He will heal your heart. Whatever your pain might be, whether it could be sexual abuse, it could be maybe emotional abuse, physical abuse, or it could be verbal abuse. Whatever might have, just in case some of these things have uh, happened to you in your past, or maybe e even if you abuse somebody, maybe you did something that, you know, you just spontaneously, maybe, you know, coworker, a friend, anyone, family member, doesn't matter. You, know, you can't go back and fix that, but you can ask God to forgive you. And God will do that. He will freely do that, but we have to do it, and we have to mean it from our heart. Because that's where God lives. He, he, he works with the intent of the heart. Now, when I was growing up, I, I, I never uh, was sexually abused or physically abused. But my dad loved to say colorful words. Colorful words. I heard a lot of colorful words when I was growing up. And I know what they are today, and I'm sure you do too. But uh, the reason why my dad did that is because he heard his father doing it, my grandfather. Okay? All of the time, it just became a part of his daily language. And, you know, I grew up with one, one older sister, and I have six brothers. We all heard it every day. Okay? And I used to wonder, is that going to fall on me? But it did not thank God for that. I never, ever wanted to use those words. So I thank God for keeping... You know, that that didn't get in, in my spirit, okay? Uh, sometimes when uh, kids grow up, you know, and uh, maybe their parents were alcoholics or whatever, you know, then they see it all the time, and it becomes a part of their livelihood. You know, they want to try that. They want to experience it. But uh, you have to sort of know yourself. I was always a person that sort of knew myself, what I wanted and what I didn't want. Okay, I knew I never wanted to do a part of that. There is no trauma, no trauma that is too big or too costly that Jesus can't reach in and pull you out of. You know, you may be thinking that, oh my God, you know, uh, when I was raising my children, you know, I didn't discipline right. I, you know, I, I wished I had changed that. Or you may thinking, may be thinking that I I wish I had hadn't spoken to my mom the way I did. Or it could be a situation maybe at work. You know, maybe you had a coworker or something, and, and things do happen at work. You know, even at church. You know, if you're working at church, things can happen here. Sometimes on a Monday morning, churches become like steelcase, a GM, or any other workplace. You know what I mean? Uh, and sometimes people think just because you work at church, everything is all fine all the time. That's not true. But 
as I said, you know, there's no trauma. There's nothing too big that God can't handle in your life. Don't wear, I might say, a coat that's too big for you. Don't do that. Don't allow Satan to steal your joy, ladies. But he will do that. Constantly he will try to do that to you. Oh. Uh -huh. There. Our wounds, though, heal in degrees, all right? Things that have wounded us from the past, they heal in degrees. What I mean by that is they're not just going to be taken care of by next Thursday at 2 o'clock, whatever. You know, it takes time. It's a process. Just like forgiveness is a process. You know what I mean? But what God wants us to do uh, if you've done something or you've said something to somebody that you're sorry for, get to them as quick as you can and ask for forgiveness, and you've done that, and then let God do his part. Because everybody have a part to play. You have a part to play, I have a part to play, and God has a part to play. And God always wants to do his part in our lives. Okay? But whenever it comes to forgiveness, say that right away. I'm sorry, please forgive me, and you've done your part and just let God work out the rest, okay? It takes time and persistence in doing the right thing to properly care for like a wound, you know? Say if you get cut, a cut on your arm or your leg or something, you know, a deep cut where you need to go maybe to emergency, you know, and have a doctor or a nurse to give you some ointment or something. Well, they give you that and you take it home, you know? You put it on the wound but it's gonna take some time for it to heal. So anything that has troubled you from the past, anything, give it to God and let him heal your heart, okay? And the way you do that is, as I said, the wound, you gotta have some ointment or something. The way God will heal your heart, you gotta get into his word. You gotta do some study, okay? Do your devotions. Spend time in God's word, spend prime time in God's word. Uh, sometimes for me, the best time to do that is early in the morning. Okay, I, I am a morning person. All right. uh, I, I love to get up early before you know, the phone starts to ring or you start getting text messages. Because once that happens, you enter your day. Or somebody uh, might call you and say, oh, you know, I saw something on Facebook. <laughs> But you really don't want to get into that. I mean, I, I, I don't have Facebook, okay? I, I've never had it. And I'm just fine not having it, okay? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, okay? But I think it's bad when, it, when people abuse it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's bad then. But the Apostle Paul also says uh, in the book of Philippians 4 and 6, to be careful for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Make your requests known unto God. And then what? After that, the peace of God, which what? Rules in our hearts, will work in our hearts. And, and uh, it will keep us all, at all times. Now, for this to happen, though, ladies, we must allow uh, Colossians 3 and 8 also to work. We must rid ourselves of such things as, let's see, I think I got something else in here. 
we must rid ourselves of things like anger, okay, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. I mean, if we want the peace of God to rule in our hearts, I mean, that's where God lives, you know what I mean? He works with the intent of the heart. It's, it's not going to happen if these things here are in there. Okay? Uh, Karen mentioned earlier this morning about renewing your mind. Each and every day, we must renew our minds. Yeah. And if we do that, these things can't stay. They can't stay. Because God will remove them from you. And he's the one that has to do that. Okay? Um, yeah. All of that, we want God to move from our heart, okay? He will renew us, and we will be uh, fresh each and every morning, okay? And then he goes on to say, finally, dear sisters, whatsoever things are true, I have something else here. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. This is a prescription. I look upon this as being a prescription. You know, like if you get a sore throat or something, you go to the doctor and they write a prescription and you take your medicine and eventually if, you have it for, if it's for a sore throat, you know, in a few days it's gone. But this is a prescription from God. That's the way I look upon it uh, for us. And he wants us to think and to dwell on these things. Uh, a couple of years ago, I remember Pastor Dwayne preaching a message and he... Uh, he got kind of animated in that message, and he was telling us to think, think. It is how we think that controls us. You know what I mean? How we think. So, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, this is the Apostle Paul talking, okay, do and the peace of God will be with you. Now how easy is that? How hard is that? That's very, very plain, isn't it? Very understand. It's self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God is telling us to think on these, dwell on these things. So if we're dwelling on these things, you know, we're not going to be dwelling on, you know, like gossip, you know what I mean? Or talking about someone, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. If we dwell on these things, it roots out all of the other stuff that we don't want in there. 
Now, if we just do these things, then we can move on to Galatians 5 and 22. And I'm sure you all already know what that is. Okay? Let me get that out. And this is, this is a really, really good one here. Galatians 5 and 22. I have this posted over my sink in the kitchen. So I see these words every day. Okay? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm -hmm. If we do what we, uh, what he says to do up here, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, uh, good report, then these things here will do what? They will grow up in it. They will be like a seed planted down inside of us. And they will grow. Okay, they will grow. So I, I have this vision in my mind that, okay, these seeds are growing inside of me. You know, I don't know how many of you might have a garden, you know, but my husband likes to plant a garden every year, and, and he plants things sometimes that I don't even know how to cook. <laughs> because, see, when I grew up, I had an older sister, and she stayed in the kitchen with my mom. I did not. I had no... I, I didn't want to be in the kitchen, okay? I loved to clean the house. So my mom, she had two girls, so she had it made. One learning to cook, one learning to clean. Cleaning is my thing. I mean, I can clean like all day. And sometimes my husband will tell me, can't you ever sit down? <laughs> and he is right, but it's hard for me to sit down. So uh, I, 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 I love to do that. But yeah. And then, like I said, these things are kind of like a seed that will grow inside of you. But now, if you, if you do have a garden, if you've ever had one, you know, you go out and you plant like a tomato seed or corn seed or whatever, it's not going to come up the next day. Okay, you're going to have to water it, and hopefully you will plant it, you know, in the sun. You know, we can get the, the sun each and every day. But you're going to need at least maybe three to four months before you see something coming, you know, and, and get some uh, fruit from that seed. So if these things here, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, if we allow uh, the Holy Spirit to plant these things down inside of us, you know what I mean? We will see our own self being transformed. You won't be that person that you used to be. Because you may not like that person that you used to be. You may not like that person. And the only way you can change is to allow the Holy Spirit to plant these inside of you. And he will transform you. He will renew your mind each and every day. And you will find yourself focused on the Word of God. You will find that you have time to pull aside and do a devotion in the morning. Okay, because God will just plant that inside of you and you will have the desire to do it. You will want to do it and you will enjoy it. I mean, I found that that happened with me. I didn't always have, I think I had time to sit down and read the Bible, you know what I mean, when I was raising my children. It's like, get up in the morning, you got to get them ready for school, you know, breakfast and get them off to school. You may not have time then, but even then, though, 
try to find some time, if, if you're in that season of your life now, try to find some time to spend a few moments in God's Word. And it'll grow. It'll grow. It takes time. It'll grow. And the desire to do it will come. But God will be a let inside of you. Okay? And that, that's what you want Him to do. Okay. Um, I have asked... Carrie, what's Carrie? <laughs> uh, uh, Carrie, uh, to share uh, something that she has been working on, if she would like to come up now and do that. We're going to pass this mic here. We know, okay. we know about social distancing. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good morning, ladies. Okay, good morning. I'm a little nervous. Hey, and she's around. already taught a lot of things I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a blessing to be considered in the season or the group of Titus Two Women. Thank you, Kathy, for sharing what you did. A few weeks ago it was awesome, and Betsy last week was amazing. Um, of course, I've made mistakes. Of course, I've made wrong choices. But I'm very thankful that we can capture those thoughts and bring them under and give them to God, and he is, like she said, a healer of the broken heart. I have many seasons of brokenheartedness in my life, but God has given me a foundation. I'm losing my parents early, my mother-in-law, and three years ago, my daughter-in-law was killed very suddenly when she was hit by a snowplow driver. It was very hard, but because of the foundation that our family had, we made it. And this past weekend, as many of you know, our son married again. It was very restorative. He said, I couldn't believe that lightning has spoken twice. God brought Ronnie into my life, and it was very, very wonderful and confirming that God is a restorer. He really is. I found a quote that says, if you could erase all of the mistakes of your past, you would erase all the wisdom of your present. Remember the lesson, not the disappointment. Sometimes I stay in the disappointment, kick myself in the head, but God is a restorer. And I'm still finding that out even this season. And I have many best days ahead. I keep saying my best days are ahead. I am 61, and I still say that my best days are ahead. Oh, You know, ladies, um, as, we, as, as we raise our families, sometimes, you know, we don't always know what's right. You know what I mean? And we have to develop that relationship with God where we feel comfortable asking Him to help us. Because when a baby is born, there, there are no instructions. Like you go and buy a blouse in the store, you know, you can read on the back, you know, what is it, uh, washing warm water, either no bleach, whatever, you know. 
But kids don't come like that, do they? You know, we, we, it's kind of like on-the-job training. But I, I do thank God uh, for how he helped me, you know, to raise my family. Uh, I always say if I had to do it over again, I think I would probably do it the same way. I don't have any regrets there. Um, I'll just tell this one little thing on Ken, okay? Because some of you in here know him. Oh. <laughs> don't tell him I told this. Definitely should have disciplined him a little more. <laughs> no, I think he was, he was probably 14, maybe 15. And, we, you know, we, we, my, my, we were always at church, okay? My life and my kids. I mean, unlock the door, lock the door when, on Sunday. So that was my kids' life. They played the music, they sang, okay, that was it. But one time, you know, they were having a youth program at church, and Lord, they asked Ken to be the speaker. <laughs> 15, 14, 15. And um, he's always been, you know, independent and everything, you know, no fear and things. So he got up and said that he had raised his parents. <laughs> I mean, Ben, all we could do was laugh. <laughs> yeah, he was introducing himself. See, I raised a couple of parents, you know, I have a sister and a brother, and they're sitting <laughs> So we tease him about that today, okay, that he raised a couple of parents. But you know, really, your kids really do help raise you. I mean, I hadn't been a parent before, you know, so sure, he was really, he was right. He didn't know he was right, but... <laughs> But it was fun, you know, raising them. You know, we had lots of fun growing up. You know, Ben and I, they never, they, they were never kids that didn't want us to be with them, okay? If they went to the movies, it was all right if we went with them. And we enjoyed that. So for those of you in here, you know, like maybe Jessica over here, I know she has very small kids. You know, enjoy your family. Enjoy your children. You know, make it fun. So when you look back, you can have good memories. Okay, develop good relationships. Work hard at it. I mean, that's what God expects because what God set up the family, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he loves the family. So sometimes, you know, you're gonna get hurt. You know, you're gonna get hurt. There'll be painful things. But God never wastes any pain or any hurt. Look upon that as what? Stepping stones. And then someday you can look back and laugh at it. That's the truth. Right now, I, I told you earlier, that my father just enjoyed using colorful language. Now, you know, he's in heaven now. <laughs> I hope he's not using colorful language. <laughs> I don't know what God would do. <laughs> but anyway, my brothers, I have six brothers, and we have, every six months, we have what we call a sibling meeting, okay? After, after both my parents were in heaven, you know, my mom, her request was that we stay together. So this is how we do that. Every six months, you know, at my older brother's house, we get together, just us, not our spouses, and we order a pizza and we sit down and we talk and we review, we revisit our past and we enjoy it. We have so much fun now laughing and talking about the colorful language our dad used. You know, it's fun. None of my brothers picked it up either, and I didn't either, and we're thankful for that. We have so much fun doing that. So. Try to develop relationships that are wholesome and healthy, okay? And it's up to you to do it. Every, every woman in here has a story. 
Every woman in here is a leader. Lead your family. Don't be afraid to do that. You know what I mean? Speak up and keep your family together. You know what I mean? Have events. Now, everybody may not come, okay? And sometimes there's very sensitive moments that happen. But that's life, okay? That's life. But don't let that stop you, okay, from keeping your family together, all right? I speak to many women here at church, and some of the things are very painful, okay? And I, I encourage them, still stay with your family. Don't divorce your family, okay? Stay with your family. Encourage your family. Ask God to help you to be that leader, because he expects you to do that. God, build a leadership. You have everything inside of you that you need to move forward and to be a leader. God did that for you. But now, if you're not doing it, then it, it's you, okay? That would, would be on you, not God, okay? But please, spend time in your family, okay? You, you got Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year because everybody's coming. And I'm cooking like all day. But now this year, of course, you know, it may be a little different because of, you know, the, this uh, pandemic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for this past Easter, what did we do? We stayed in our different homes, but we Zoomed. Okay, we showed all of our food and we Zoomed. <laughs> all right? <laughs> we found a way to do it. All right? So do that, okay? Um, I, as I said, don't let me forget the gifts that I have for you. Now, um, any questions? We have, to, we have about 15 more minutes because I, Karen said we have to be out by 11.15 because some moms have to go and pick up their children. But are, are there, is there someone that would like to? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, you know, we hear others talk that helps to validate us, doesn't it? You know, everybody wants to be validated. And um, I think everybody craves love and acceptance, okay? Everybody wants to be accepted, all right? Um, that's, that's something that helps us to be who we are, you know? Sometimes it, it is hard growing up, you know, and problems, happen, sometimes we don't always know how to handle them, you know? I mean, look, 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 you ever think about Mary, you know, in the Bible? You know, I think, you know, when she was, what, maybe 15 or 16 is when the angel Gabriel appeared into her and telling her that she was going to bring forth the Savior of the world. Man, that must have been something for her. That's why she took off to what? Elizabeth's house, you know, so she could get some wisdom. Okay, um, I think a lot about that. What in the, how did she respond to that? You know, she told the angel, hey, I don't know a man. You know what I mean? That must have been totally overwhelming for her. Yeah, but it happened, you know what I mean? And, and uh, just the sheer fact that she went off to Elizabeth's house sort of teaches us now what we can do, okay? Um, if you were a person that was growing up that you did not have a mom, you know, or a close relative that you trusted, that you could go to, you know, 
it would be a good thing if you would reach out. You know, you have to get out of yourself, out of your own comfort zone, mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes approach another person to talk to them, you know, and just sort of share. But ask God to direct you, you know what I mean, uh, to someone. Because we all need help, you know. God made all of us to be interdependent, okay? We need each other, all right? We're not a mountain. We're not a lake, okay? We need each other, okay? Anybody else would like to? Okay. We have a similar situation with my dad oh, and... Bring the light. Oh, <laughs> 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 We have a similar situation with my dad and language and temper. So how would you talk to your kids if they were around when he's like that? Yes, and language and temper and um, not just avoidance. Okay. Um, this is what I would do today. Um, see, my dad, my dad did not get the opportunity to graduate from high school. Like, I think he got maybe to middle school. And then he had to stop and, of course, help his, his, his father, okay? because they own property and stuff like that and had to have worked on land or whatever. And I always thought, well, when people use colorful language like that, it's because they have not had the opportunity to build their vocabulary. <laughs> so I would tell, you know, like his, you know, if I had young children today, well, those are words that, you know, are not acceptable and you don't need to use that. And then give them the word that you would like for them to use and make a sentence out of it and teach them how to use it. Because they're gonna hear those words now in, in, in school, okay? Uh, for 20 years I was in, um, in middle school working with kids, all right? And you know, you go out in the hallway and you hear it all the time. It's up and down the hallway. So they're going to hear it. So don't try to pretend like it's not out there because it's out there. So just tell them, always be honest with them, okay? And tell them what's right. Say, no, I do not want you to use that word. Use these words, okay? And at least you know within yourself that you instructed them, you know, in the right way. Um, when I grew up, my parents did that. Because, like I said, I had one older sister and I have six brothers. And um, my parents started us out singing in a singing group. And that was kind of like the tie that binds. Every week, you know, we had to go and practice and sing songs. And, you know, I was early teens. And some of the words, the lyrics in the song, I didn't even know what that meant, okay? But we sang them anyway. And, and this kept us together throughout our growing up. And then when my older brothers, you know, graduated from high school and went off, you know, to the college or wherever they went to, uh, all of that happened in the middle. And then eventually we all got graduated and we came back together, but still, we, even today, we have our family singing group. As a matter of fact, we just did a virtual uh, singing this past Tuesday for this guy, uh, Jim Wallace. He was a part of the Obama administration and it was virtual and we did the singing and this guy uh, did the talking. That was this past Tuesday. But all of our lives, that's what we've done. Even my grandchildren now, they sing, they are part of our family group, 
and that's part of this, okay? This is what your gift is today, okay? <laughs> They're on here. And that's what we did, and, and we did family events together, and because it was such a huge family, everybody was there, everybody wanted to be there because of the nuclear family. My parents were there, and it's like, this is the thing to do, you know what I mean? So that was part of it, and with the help of God Almighty, you know, he was always the center of it. We were always in church, you go to Sunday school, we always, you know, it just sort of happened like that. I take no credit for it, I give it to God, you know what I mean? And his leadership, that's my daughter back there, everybody, my daughter sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, that's Beverly, she's a professor at community college, so she had the day off, so I'm glad she could be here. But anyway, she, she is, well, you know, we have Ken, then Beverly, and my younger son, Troy. And uh, from them, that's how we got our six grandchildren, okay? And, uh, and they love to come to sing. They always, they sing here at the church, you know, they're teenagers and all, they're singing in with the youth in the back. But they do that because that's what we have role modeled in front of them. So it's what you role model in front of your family. And this is not to gloat or anything like that, but I'm just speaking of fact, okay? That's what we did. And um, they, even, even our house right now, my granddaughters are telling me, no, mommy, uh, don't you all ever sell this house because we got to have the house to come back to to do their sleepovers. I mean, they've done, they've done sleepovers, they've done some of everything, but they want to do it at our house because this is like, this is the springboard for it. So just continue to pray. It does take a lot of prayer, okay? And pray in front of your children. Pray out loud so they can hear you. You know what I mean? My, my, my five granddaughters right now, they have heard me praying for their husbands. Okay, someday. They have heard me say, God, start preparing their husbands right now. I mean, I, I want to say that so they can hear me doing that. Okay, so don't be afraid to pray in front of your family. Pray out loud, okay, so they can hear you. And when Satan hears that, what does he do? Flee. He gets out. Okay, so that's part of what we did, okay. And don't be afraid to discipline your children, okay? You don't have to worry about trying to be such a friend to them right now. Be a mama, okay? Be a grandmother, okay? Speak into their lives. Speak blessings over them, okay? My, my granddaughters know right now, whenever they leave the house, I'm going to be standing at their door, and they know what I say. When they go down the street, it's God bless you. They know that I say that because they have heard me say it. Okay, I speak a blessing over them. So don't be afraid to do that. Okay. 